know what you are. Welcome to Where You Been Loca, episode 23. I'm Marissa. I'm Kayla. And I'm Ariana. And today we're covering <laughs> chat. Oh, wait. It's episode 24, chapter 23. No. No. Chapter 22, 22, episode 23. I have it backwards in my notes here. Um. Anyway, the chapter is called Hide and Seek. So let's find out before we dive in to see if there's any decapitation. I want to know. I want to know. Where have you been, Loka? And what am I drinking? No, we're not doing that anymore. Oh, we're not doing the thinking and feeling. Right. We're doing the drinking. Always drinking. Okay. What are you drinking? <laughs> are you okay? <laughs> Everyone, she just held up the can like it was fucking Simba and stared at it and took a big breath like, and then forgot how to read. I didn't know which part I was supposed to be reading. Um, it is a wild little thing, slightly sour ale with flavors of guava. Hibiscus, and is it good? It's strawberry. Um, it's okay. It's not sour enough for my preferences. That is not the way you made it sound when you <laughs> took your first sip. <laughs> my first that, sip was not what I wanted it to be. That is why it's called slightly sour ale. I know. I knew what I was signing up for, but yeah, apparently none details. of these places. Do you want to taste it? Well, none of these places want to carry a a hard, sour beer anymore. I miss my moose bear. bear. (laughs) Give me my moose bear. Give me my Anderson Valley. It's not bad. My briny watermelon. Oh, yeah. That shit was so good. The briny watermelon was so good. They also make the G&T one. So good. Mm. Where are you at? Where have they been at, Loka? (laughs) Yeah, Loka's. (laughs) Mentioned above, where you been? Ugh. Um, well, for starters, I just learned the worst news of my whole life. <laughs> what the? Oh, my God. Uh, do I want to know? <laughs> okay, it's funny. First of all, let's preface this by saying, <laughs> Kayla said, Marissa, like, next time your dad goes to Costco, can you see if there's any coconut milk? Because, like, I can't find it anywhere. Upset. She hasn't so been able to find. So coconut milk is the root of the problem. Yeah, it's <laughs> yes. coconut milk. She said, I haven't been able to find it. For weeks. I don't know what's happening. And I'm sorry, for months. And I said, okay, well, maybe there's a shortage. Let me Google it. (laughs) And I said, well, PETA (laughs) has banned it from grocery stores because monkeys, they're using monkeys to pick the coconuts. Forced monkey labor to pick the coconuts. Let's preface this by the fact that it's one brand, like Chaco or something. And like Chacao. Oh my God. Wait. Chow. Speaking of Chaco. Do you guys know the Chaco Taco? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Discontinued as of today. <gasps> you really? know what? Probably because it's being harvested by monkeys. <laughs> I anyway. saw this thing. Or maybe it's not as of today, but this year, like, no more Chaco Tacos. You can't buy them. Why? I don't know. I guess they're not everyone's favorite. But it was from, like, 83 to 22. I was like, damn, that was like a 40-year run. And they're just going to see ya. Klondike That's showbiz, baby. Oh, it is Klondike. Yeah. They're the ones that make it. <laughs> Oh, Klondike makes it. Yeah. Yeah. 
Klondike bars aren't going out of business. Shut up. What? You don't like Klondike <laughs> it's bars? It's literally just vanilla ice cream in a chocolate shell. No, it's, it's no different than one of those like Dove Dream bars. Which are also not good. You are so fake. No, they're not good. <laughs> they're good. Anyway, can we get back to the forced monkey labor here? Because <laughs> I still the could forced not monkey understand. labor at hand. Yeah. Um. I just I don't know. It like blew my mind. I was not expecting that to be the reason why. I was not expecting little monkeys to be how they harvested coconuts. I thought they just used like a little claw crane. Yeah. And like <laughs> sucked them off the tree. It's tragic. They're using monkeys. So guys, don't use chacao or whatever. Chacao. It comes in a can. <laughs> it's not like <laughs> cartoned <laughs> coconut milk. It's C-H-A-O-K-O-H. Chow. 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 Something like that. Don't use that brand. Chow. Use anyway. the Trader Joe's brand. <laughs> mm-hmm. Silk is okay. So, so delicious. delicious is okay. Mm-hmm. I mean, really. Vita just, Coco is okay. It comes in a red can, so just don't buy that. Anyway, moving on. It was Sam's birthday on Friday. Mm-hmm. So Nick and I hung out with her Friday night. We went to The Landing and The Lark. What is that? So really cute spaces. The Lark is... High-end. <laughs> Expensive. In the city? No. In Maniac? On the other side of the river, so technically Bala. Cool. The landing was cool. It's like bistro style, but it's all like outdoor for the most part. They have like a little indoor bistro area. Oh, wait a second. But- I've been to a restaurant there. The day after Chelsea bought her wedding dress, we all went down there. And it's like you're kind of like under like... Industrial. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been, I've been over there. I've been over there. Okay, so we started out at the landing, which is, like, the bottom floor where the bistro and, like, there's, like, a little snack shack and stuff. Yes. Oh, my God. I've been there. Yeah, 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 Really cool yeah. spot. It's really it's cute. It's so cool. Yeah. We w- literally, when Chelsea bought her wedding dress, we all went there, like, and her brother and, like, her fiance met us and, like, literally, like, we were all there. It was really good. It's own that restaurant is, con- was conceptualized and owned by um, a winner of Top Chef. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So that's like the restaurant upstairs is called The Lark. Yeah. And that's like, that's the good stuff upstairs. Ooh. Um, so we went, we started out down at the landing, like along the water. And then we went up to the like roof deck, I guess, at The Lark. Cool. Hung out up there. It was really nice. Um, and then Nick left in the morning for his three week adventure in the wilderness. That's right. And I cried at the airport in front of his friends. <laughs> That I had never met until that very moment. (laughs) So dramatic. I just couldn't keep it together. I was trying to hold it in. He's like, are you going to cry? Don't cry. I was like, okay, well, great. Now I'm going to (laughs) cry. So thanks. I mean, to be fair, I made fun of you also. So (laughs) (laughs) you just can't help yeah, it. Yeah, I couldn't help it. (laughs) He's coming back. I know. it's I just feel like we've been like hyping it up for so long and then it came. I was like. (laughs) <laughs> oh my god sad. i mean i wasn't like sobbing but i was just like you know the puddles what does bella call it i don't know like allergies stupid <laughs> out of her eyeballs or something Ew, when does she ever call it that i don't like that <laughs> um yeah so he started his hike on monday and i hadn't heard from him until today you know out there being a mountain man in the fire emmett the oak fire yeah Emmett. Oh, I hope not. <laughs> hope he doesn't meet a grizzly bear. Watch, he's like a actually a vampire. This whole Hopefully he doesn't meet a grizzly bear and then a beautiful vampire woman comes and rescues oh him and takes him away forever. 
Um, this is getting so sappy. <laughs> it was Ariana's birthday. Woo! So when saw you for your little birthday barbecue. Mm-hmm. But I had to show and run because I had the Harry Potter in concert to go to, which was not amazing at all. You were sending me videos. Not, at all. not amazing and I was at like, all. <laughs> no, it was Seriously? it was Incredible. amazing, which doesn't want to hurt my feelings uh, because yeah. I skipped that so I could hang out Wait, with Sabrina. Wait, just out of curiosity, do they play like the whole movie? The and, whole movie. And they, like, I never realized how much sound score there is throughout the whole movie. Yeah, mm-hmm. I was like, when I heard of that happening, I, I like didn't really think about that either. Like you don't think about that? Yeah, I was just like picturing like the big scenes. But I mean, it's a little thing. I mean, there's like times where they're not playing anything because it is just quiet. But yeah, there's a lot of like quieter tones that I just putting it on in the background like I do you don't hear don't it, notice yeah. it mm-hmm. and there was a lot of like background action that I never noticed before because I just haven't paid attention to the movies when they're on now because it's just background mm-hmm. but I was like laughing out loud at some of the shit that was happening in the background that I just never noticed before oh, really <laughs> it was, like so good yeah, it was like watching it for the first time all over again. So it was like really neat. Mm-hmm. I'm so sorry. Is it coming back? Is it still running? What's the situation with that? Because maybe I'll just fucking go by myself. <laughs> um, I don't. I mean, I'm sure maybe next year they'll do the second one. This was done by the Philadelphia Orchestra, but I think every city's like orchestra does it. Mm. This was the only show. I think so. That sucks for me. There's a Star Wars one. Oh, I'll do. I'll do that. Spent hours making spreadsheets last night. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> Trying to get my uh, financial situation under control because I've never made a budget ever in my whole life. And I decided I was going to start tracking my spending. And July was a doozy to start with because I spent a lot of money. Aww. So that's fun. I have my banking app do my budgeting for me. Like I set budgets and then it tells me like what it, how much I'm overspent. I've been overspending. In at least f- five categories high every single fucking month for like five months. What else? I've been cat sitting again. Different cat. I think it's just part of my new side gig, apparently. <laughs> I don't know. Um, but it's something because tomorrow is my last day at the greenhouse. Woo! Oh. And I was <laughs> So I was thinking maybe for my birthday. Yeah. The three of us. Yeah. Could go on a trip. Okay. To Forks, Forks Washington, Washington because it's the Forever Twilight Festival. <gasps> over, your, over the weekend that I'm off that I requested off for your birthday? No, it's the other weekend. It's, it's my actual birthday and Renee's May's birthday. So it's, I the can't go. to I'm, the 11th. I'm, I have a wedding. I know. That's why, we took, that's why we're doing the, the, your birthday know, the week after. I, know. I was just kidding. I just thought it was crazy. I looked up the Forever Twilight Festival today. It was like September 8th through the 11th. I was like, me and Renesme, we can celebrate together. <laughs> but maybe next year we can go to the Forever Twilight Festival. Okay. Billy Burke is going to be there this year, though. <gasps> I'm going to have to tell Alex I can come to her wedding. <laughs> <laughs> Did you guys see it was Mike's 37th birthday like yesterday? And I was like, yeah, you fucking look 37. Does he have, is he like married? Like what's his life like right Did now? Did he grow a chin? Nope. <laughs> <laughs> the birthday, the birthday uh, fairy did not bring him a chin this year. What is the fuck is his name? The Crimson Chin. <laughs> he wishes. <laughs> what the fuck is Crimson his name? Crimson Chin. Michael Welch. 
Yeah, him. Yeah, Michael Welch just turned 37. Happy birthday, Mike. Happy birthday. Beep, boop, beep. Or 35? Those are two different ages. Well, I saw it on Instagram, <laughs> I know, but when I just Googled him, somebody... Yeah, it was on the 25th. It's his birthday. Maybe it's his character. No, it said it was like, happy birthday to my happy 37th birthday, but I guess it's 35th birthday. He's born mm-hmm. in 1987, so. Hmm. Well, anyway, that's all I got. That's fun. Mariana, where you been? Working. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I'm unfortunately multitasking this episode because. Uh, Wait, I was listening to last episode. And did you know that you didn't make a single noise for the first three and a half minutes of the recording until, like, you said your name, you're like, I'm Ariana, and then did not make a noise again for three, three minutes. <laughs> wow, three minutes I was like, silent. <laughs> I didn't notice that one. Was that a lot? We did you recording. not? No. I mean, I didn't notice that we were recording either, but when I was listening to it, I was like, am I, was I the only one in the room with Kayla? <laughs> like, where is she? What were we ta- What was? We, what were you talking about? I was just responding to her where she's been, <laughs> and you were literally just I mean, dead I was, silent. I was paying attention. You weren't making a sound. <laughs> Why? Well, I apologize. It's just so funny. I meant to text the group, but I was driving, and I was like, "I'll text them later." And then I forgot. <laughs> That's funny. Uh, that was not intentional. Were you multitasking last time? No. no. Was I? No. She I said know. she might have to, but she. Oh, but she oh, wasn't. But she but wasn't. I wasn't. Yeah. 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 Mm, yeah, I don't know. You just, I think you were just like listening with like no noise. Yeah. No, I was definitely like paying attention. Mm-hmm. I guess I just. <laughs> Likely story. It's because I didn't get you with a grabber like the monkeys. Harvesting yeah. Coconuts. yeah. <laughs> she wasn't, she wasn't doing, she wasn't giving signs of active listening, but she was listening. <laughs> yes. We'll leave it at that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Should we just sit here in silence while she tells us what she does? Yeah. Did. Yeah. You know what? I deserve it. Clearly. <laughs> I'm not saying it to be mean. I just thought it was funny. No, no, no. I, know. <laughs> I know. I just thought it was funny. <laughs> this past weekend was my birthday. So. Ooh. I was um, going to do the no, no sound thing. <laughs> <laughs> Yay. Birthday. Woo. It was, it was my golden birthday. Was it golden? Yeah. I mean, You're I had a good so time. Golden. <laughs> I had a good birthday, uh, um, but that Friday, uh, I went out to dinner with Nick. We went to, like, Korean barbecue. You know how, like, you Oh, like, yeah. So oh, good. like, hot pots. Yeah. Oh, my God. I've never been to Where one you, of those. Like, you, like, cook the food yourself, yeah. basically. It, it's so good. It's so fun. I've only done that yeah. at the melting pot. The place, <laughs> it's not the same. It, the, place, <laughs> I know. the place we again That's went fondue. to. That's fondue. Yeah. <laughs> Whatever. I, I want to really go. To, I really want to go to the melting pot. There you so go. I've like never been. Really? Uh, yeah, but I love like fondue Best and part. like, like I've been to Max Brenner where they have like the Oh my shit. God. Max Brenner's is so like good. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry. But like I love fondue and I love cheese and mm. I love chocolate and I just feel like it would be a great place for me. It would be, <laughs> yeah. But it was thirty bucks per person, all you can eat. So it's oh my god, really I not love when all. Asian restaurants do that. Yeah. Oh my god. Um, I could eat Asian food like my life depended on it. Mm-hmm. And then we went to see Nope. <gasps> 
Yeah. The new Jordan Peele movie. Yes. Oh my God. Don't mm-hmm. tell me anything about it because I'm going to go see it with Sabrina. But did you yeah. really like it? I I enjoyed it a lot, but I there are some things I still have questions about. Because oh. knowing Jordan Peele, everything he does is very intentional. Yeah. So, and there's some things I was like, well, what the fuck does this mean? So I'm still like trying to piece that together. Yeah. Um, But I liked it. I feel like I liked his other movies better i never I, saw but us I, but i did us see get was out. really good us yeah. was really good um i mean i also really enjoyed this movie i would say i liked the other movies better but i still really enjoyed this one and i i tried looking at like after jordan peele movies i feel like i always need to look it up mm-hmm. and i tried looking it up and i feel like there's no like concrete like explanation as to what he was going for with the movie so i'm like really curious like i just feel like there's always a deeper meaning with him and so I'm just curious, like, what it was. This one wasn't as, like, straightforward, I would say, as to what mm. it actually was, like, commentating on or talking about, if that makes sense. Interesting. Okay. Mm-hmm. And then there was, like, parts of the movie where there were, like, two, like, kind of storylines, and I, I'm having trouble connecting them. Okay. So maybe we can talk if you go After and see, I see it. it. Yeah. Um. But, yeah, and then... The day of my actual birthday, so Nick works at Boeing, and they had, like, Boeing family day. Okay. And so I went with him. Did you get to fly a fighter jet or something? No, but I got to see them up close. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just kidding. That's cool. No, it was, it was kind of cool. Like, we got to, like, tour the warehouse and stuff, and, like, they had a bunch of helicopters that they cool. brought. Cool. It was kind of cool. I've never, I feel like I've never actually seen like a helicopter like close up before. And he actually like works on the helicopter. So I guess it's kind of cool. Hmm. Um, Wait, what? Well, he like one of the helicopters is like, so he works on like one type of helicopter only. Wait, what does Nick do? He's in supply chain. But so he moves like parts for the engineers to like build the helicopters. Oh, okay. Mm hmm. You just made it sound like he's building the helicopter. No, <laughs> no. I, I was like, the fuck? No. I was like, since when? Or like the computers. That on them would or be something. really Yeah, cool, I was like, what? Uh, no, what? but their Boeing's like campus, I guess you want to call it, mm-hmm. gigantic. It's oh, like really? a whole street, like miles long of like buildings that belong to Boeing. It's crazy. Damn. Mm-hmm. But okay. then my brother <laughs> <laughs> had a barbecue for my birthday and it was really fun. I had a good time. Um, yeah, I, okay, so I went to Beach House on Saturday. I don't think I did anything on Thursday and Friday. And then, yeah, Saturday night I went to Beach House. It was a really, really good show. They had a harpist open for them, and it was an experience, I will say. It was, like, cool. It was really cool. Like, the harp is an extremely difficult instrument to play and it's like really magical mm-hmm. it sounded cool when you were describing it and then like the one video you posted yeah cool. it was really cool I mean she composed all of those um all the songs that she played so like that was cool and then she brought out like a teeny tiny little harpist she was eight years old uh-huh. and the, her it was actually so cute seeing the, the little girl's harp like next to this giant adult sized harp <laughs> it was so cute and you could tell like she was so uh, you know, she she takes her lessons because she came up to her harp and it was like ready, elbows out, like had the posture ready to go. It was like looking Aww. at the other, you know, the the main girl. Her name is Mary. Um, 
Mary something. I forgot her last name, but whatever. It was like so cute. And then the, the main show, Beach House, was really excellent. They had some some really beautiful like visuals. Nice. The lights were visual. so cool. And it was like kind of sick because the, the artists were backlit, but like, and they were, but they were like dark. You couldn't, they were dark mm-hmm. from the front. Obviously, that's what backlit means. But like, <laughs> yeah. there was apps, like, honestly, I think if they put like somehow like shadows specifically on them to make them like look darker it was really so it was just like a cool visual and like it was so dreamy really enjoyed it yeah you know the only the I the only bad thing I have to say about it was that um I hate when people are like entitled at a concert in the pit and they just insert themselves right in front of you right before the Mm -hmm. show starts and then takes up all the space and has the audacity to get mad that you're there and it's like well you actually weren't here until you decided you owned the space so be respectful just I was here first yeah and I was like actually I've been here since six o'clock since the doors opened so you weren't here first (laughs) and I will shove my foot up your asshole but other than that it was really really good time good and then I worked Sunday and then I and then last night I got dinner with Kate and Kelly Rose. We went to Rosa Mexicana. It's where Basito used to be. And it's really cute. And the food is really good. And the drinks are really good. Nice. And we were there for literally hours just chit-chatting. While I was making spreadsheets. You were making spreadsheets. I was having tequila. <laughs> I was spending frivolously and you were thinking <laughs> about spending frivolously. <laughs> um, I was off yesterday also. So I finished um, The Atlas Six. And today I started a new book, Book Lovers, by, I think her name's Emily Henry, I think. Um, anyway, it's really good so far. I only have like three hours left, so I'll probably finish it tonight. Great. Oh, and in two days, I have my coworker Gina's B-Day. Oh, yeah. And you guys are coming. Mm-hmm. And it's going to be so fun. And literally, like, all my coworkers are going to be there, all my, like, management team. And we're so excited. Everyone's so excited. Going west. Going fucking west. I can't wait to show up on Saturday morning in the same outfit and <laughs> potentially have to do a Megan Dick Hain visit in my cowgirl. I'm going to be on my best cowgirl behavior. But luckily, Gina also has to work on Saturday, so we're going to be fucked together. <laughs> All right. Well, that's it for the update on us. Um, as always, please remember to... Like and subscribe to us on whichever podcasting platform you favor. Leave us a five-star rating on Apple Podcasts. Or I guess leave us a five-star review on Apple Podcasts and you can leave us a rating wherever the fuck else you listen. Mm-hmm. Um, follow us on social media. We're on Instagram at Where You Been Local Pod, Twitter at WYBL Podcast, which by the way, I was really trying to tweet some the other day off of our Twitter and like retweet stuff. So you can email us at where you've been local pod at gmail.com. I'm on Instagram at Maris G and Twitter at Maris Explains It All and on Twitter at WYBL Podcast. Please follow us. We only have eight followers. <laughs> on Instagram? On Twitter. On Twitter. Oh. Yeah. We're working on it. That's because we don't do anything on there. But if you listen, just follow us. <laughs> yeah. I mean, really for any like important updates. At and, the very least. And like, fun. Fun shit posts that I retweet from other things. Every so often. Yeah. yeah. But if I, mean, I think like, about it. When we're going to launch the Patreon, when we're going to launch bonus episodes, like we're going to put that information 
on there. Yeah. Because we might not be making chapter episodes at that point. So you're going to want to know that it's coming out. Yeah. And I've been trying to be a little more active on our Instagram. Yeah. When I think about it and can create content, but I'm not a creator. So, <laughs> yeah. Um, also, I do think it's hilarious that everybody that responded to our wrong answers only vampire careers question, every single one of them was gynecologist and there proctologist. Was, and there was a phlebotomist, too. <laughs> phlebotomist. <laughs> That's amazing. Yeah. They were, oh, my God. They were a good. phlebotomist. That's good. Mm-hmm. Three gynos, a phlebotomist, and a proctologist. <laughs> Love it. I, I would really like to know your reasonings behind it. And also, shout out to everyone that voted on my question of whether <laughs> Alice could hear James on the phone. Every single one of you said yes. <laughs> well, that's because there wasn't a reasonable no option. Yes, there was. No, there wasn't. It was yes or no. Yeah, I know, but your no is no because they don't have super hearing. <laughs> <laughs> well, they do have super hearing, but I'm not convinced that she could have heard him on the phone. I think you should get convinced. <laughs> I think you guys should follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kala underscore Dalla. <laughs> and uh, Ariana underscore Bar. That's me on Instagram. There you go. All right. Take us into the recap of last episode, Kayla, please. When oh, and I'm also it. drinking the slightly sour ale. <laughs> mm, yes. <laughs> Thank you. Okay. So the recap, when Alice could not hear James on the phone. She could. Alice had a clearer vision of the VCR room, which turned out to be Bella's living room in Phoenix. Jasper essentially tried to sedate Bella, and she was fucking sick of that shit, so she threw a temper tantrum, rightfully so. Bella got a prank call from James, pretending to be her mother, and she wrote Edward a weird goodbye letter and planned her escape from Jasper and Alice. Awesome. Thanks. <laughs> she he really, he really, He really recapped it for us. <laughs> Oh, my God. I tried. She's like, wow, my turn? Okay. So. <laughs> She's like, I was actually in the middle of something, but... Uh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Okay. Uh, summary. Bella makes her grand escape from Alice and Jasper and meets James at the dance studio. Surprise, surprise. Mm-hmm. There, James gives Bella a huge supervillain monologue before, trigger warning, beating the shit out of her. Eventually, Bella cuts herself, which sends James into a tizzy, but Bella passes out before we see what happens next. She dies. <laughs> Decapitation. Mm-hmm. Coming. All right, so. For a long chapter, I feel like that really just. It's a long chapter, yeah. and my notes are literally one page. <laughs> it <laughs> really is a long chapter. Borderline four. And yours are like three pages. Yeah. My, my notes are literally a page and a paragraph. This <laughs> is like, mm, the chapter opens, moving on. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, all it is is her just like running away. Like, I know. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So, letter to Edward, signed, sealed, and waiting to be delivered. Bella goes back into the living room of their hotel suite to face Alice, fearful to be near her while also fearful to stay away because she thinks either way, Alice knows. (laughs) She's like, I'm fucked. I can't. She's going to know something's off by either if I stay away from her or if I hang out with her and she looks at my face because I'm Bella and I'm a bad liar. Yeah, I do think she has like a lot of chaos that she can use to her advantage here that she's just like not really... I think yeah. she just feels guilty, so she's like, she's going to know. Yeah, I agree. Mm-hmm. I also feel like, though, it, it has to be hard to lie to them. Like, 
feel like well, they, yeah they're putting their lives on the line for her yeah and also just being so as old as they are they like no human behavior yeah oh yeah when Bella enters the living room, Alice is doubled over in the throes of an intense vision, and suddenly Jasper is there pulling her into his grasp. But when he asks her what's wrong, she says only one thing, Bella. Bella. Just like that. <laughs> and in this moment, Bella realizes that Alice must have seen the newest course of action and flatly asks Alice what she's seen. So... Let's go into a little bit more detail here. She walks into the living room like Alice knows. Alice is literally, it says, like, gripping the sides of a table, bent over, head kind of, like, swaying back and forth. Yeah, which, like, this was not her reaction when she had her last vision, so, like. Well, I think, I think it's, like, this crazy because she's seeing horror. What okay. is she, what, right. are, what is she seeing? So you seeing? think she's like reacting to what she's seeing? Yeah, like, like emotionally. Yeah. Okay. I will. We we'll get there in a second. Okay. Alice is in deep into this vision, and she doesn't even notice Bella enter the room. Doesn't even like really notice Jasper until he forcibly like removes her grip from the table, and then she's all concerned. And then she realizes, you know, Al- Alice goes Bella as her answer, and Bella goes. What did you see? <laughs> like, mm. what did you see, Alice? <laughs> just, oh, yeah. Not like, concerned at all. Just what the fuck did you see? <laughs> I, like, Jasper remains confused in this whole thing because he can feel the, quote, chaos of the moment and settles his, like, calming influence over the three of them. Alice is looking at Bella. Bella's looking back at her. And she just goes, nothing really. Just the same room as before. Did you want breakfast? Like, she's so blasé about it. Just so, like, and so I think that she has done this because, not because she knows Bella is going to sacrifice herself, but because she's trying to keep Bella from a total meltdown. Like, she doesn't, at this point, know that, the reason Bella is with James is because of Bella's choice. Which I don't understand because she originally said another decision hasn't been made yet, which is why mm-hmm. her first vision didn't like he's waiting on another decision or something. Like she kept saying that. Right. So, like she I know I don't know how she didn't it, see it. Yeah, like how do you not realize that it's Bella's decision that's been made and not James making a new I decision? have points about this later okay. in my notes. Okay. But anyway, (laughs) she's clearly said, as I mentioned before, or she's clearly seen a horrific scene of Bella with James, but obviously because, spoiler alert, Bella is a shield. Alice can't see that it was Bella's decision. That's what brought her to the tracker. So even further down in my notes, I like discuss a little more, but obviously it's book one we don't know like anything about this yet but as a person who knows the series and seen the movies and like knows that that's what Bella is she's she can't see it's that it's Bella's decision yeah but would she be able to see who's making the decisions regardless because I mean she can see it when she becomes a vampire because she's choosing that she wants to become a vampire like she's made that decision she can see that happening. But it's not her who's 
chosen the like one of the other vampires has to agree to bank her. It's not it's not fully her decision. I mean, yeah, it's her decision to maybe come on, but someone has to choose to turn her. Yeah. Hmm. Okay. That's what you're saying. Um, Bella says she'll eat at the airport and removes herself to shower and get ready for her final day alive. And also, it's to give Alice the opportunity to share with Jasper the contents of her visit of her vision. Quote, so she could tell him that they were doing something wrong, that they were going to fail. Belly, cold-hearted bitch. <laughs> yeah. <sighs> yeah. I, it's, it's, it's a weird situation. I think she feels very guilty about it. I think she does also, but, you know. But I also feel like she's a very... I feel like she's like James and being a tracker. Like she sets her mind to something and like, that's it. And she's that's stubborn it, yeah. as fuck. Yeah. yeah. No matter what or who it affects. Yeah. Well, in the car to the airport, Bella asks Alice how her visions work. And she explains, quote, some things are more certain than others. Like the weather. People are harder. I only see the course they're on while they're on it. Once they change their minds, make a new decision, no matter how small, the whole future shifts. Not suspicious at all. Literally. She's not. like, uh, so that thing that you saw of me earlier. What'd how, you see? Uh, what'd you see and how, how does that work? Yeah. How do I make sure you don't see anything else? I mean, Alice is in the car. She's in the front seat, like in the passenger front seat. And she, I think it's described, she has like her back kind of to the window and she's got her sunglasses on, but she's basically like looking at Jasper and has a view of Bella because Bella's sitting behind Jasper. Yeah. And Bella can see Alice's eyes just like darting to her and like very warily. Mm -hmm. So she definitely knows something is up, but I don't think that she, she doesn't think it's anything Bella's done. So with this, once they change their minds, make a new decision, no matter how small the whole future shifts. Mm-hmm. Do you think if Bella had changed her mind, was not going to run off anymore? Like right there vis- in the car? Yeah, that her vision would change and she wouldn't be there with James. Probably. Mm-hmm. Well, but then, that, but then well, that doesn't follow the shield well, theory. Because the, then that's her decision that's changing Well, what she's then seeing. the only thing would be... so. I feel like Alice probably saw what was going to happen but maybe the reason why she can't really pre- like predict bella's the one who's gonna do it is because bella's the shield is that what you're trying to say or well so actually you're just saying she's left out of the equation altogether because no i'm not saying she's left out of the equation altogether but i have a note here that says uh alice would have to have been watching okay so if if no obviously no one knows bella's a shield Alice isn't watching Bella's decisions. She's watching James's decisions. James knows that Bella has agreed to come meet him. So he has decided, like, this is, I'm going to play with her. She's going to come to the studio. I'm going to show her this video. I'm going to make this a game. Like, the decision has been made on his side now. Alice is only watching James's decisions. He's not, wa- she's not watching Bella's decision because in, she's, she has no way of knowing that Bella was going to dupe them or betray them. Like in no mind would she think, Oh, I'm going to watch Bella's decisions in case she decides to fucking sacrifice herself. Right. 
So Okay, so it's not her decision that she saw. It's yeah, it's James's decision on what he's going to do with her now that she's agreed to come. Yes. Mm-hmm. Otherwise the other decision could have been like, okay, she's not coming to me. I have to go to her. Correct. Kind of thing. And also I think along that logic, if Alice at that point had been trying to watch Bella's decisions. I think if she could see them or could only get like a piece of them, well, then I think s- she would know. She can see her decisions because she sees her jump from the cliff in New Moon. Oh, yeah. So she, I don't think the shield works against Alice's mm. gift. Okay. So I do think she can, but I don't think she's, like you said, watching yeah. her decisions. But yeah. I don't think they're safe from Alice's gift. Interesting. Okay. Well, yeah. Anyway, yeah, Yeah. I don't think she's watching Bella's decision because if she was, she would know. Yeah. Meanwhile, this whole chapter, like up until Bella escapes, Alice is not suspicious of of Bella at all. And if she if she was watching Bella's decisions, she would be. Yeah. And I don't think and just even further, I don't think Alice would be like not careless enough, but like I don't think that she would know that Bella did this and be like, yeah, let's let her so we can catch him. Yeah. Like, so There's I get like, no way she would let her be bait. Right. Correct. So at the airport, luck is on Bella's side as Edward's plane is landing in Terminal 4, which is the largest and most confusing terminal at that airport. And it is also conveniently the location of a specific door that would aid Bella in her escape. The three of them are very anxious, albeit for semi-different reasons. It's the same reason, but none of them know <laughs> it's the same reason. I mean, like, you know. It's like ogres and onions. There's layers to this yes, situation. Exactly. <laughs> who's the ogre and who's the onion, really? What? what? I've never heard that before. Shrek? Well, I know Shrek, but I... Okay. No, it's not like a, it's not like a colloquial saying. It's oh. just a saying that Kayla said, and I just know, like it's from Shrek. Yeah. Oh, okay. Ogres are like onions. Yeah, I haven't seen those movies in a while. Liars. I feel like you don't have a great memory. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just like no I argument. do, but it's very um selective. Selective. Mm, okay. Yeah. Admittedly, don't hate me. Shrek was not my favorite. So. Oh my god, I love Shrek. So I don't. I. It's not like one that I would like put on like casually if I was like trying to watch a movie. What is it? Shrek Two: When He Becomes a Human is my favorite one. I didn't really care about the sequels. I'm a. I'm a Shrek OG. OG, and that's it. Get out of my swamp. Have you ever seen Shrek is Love, Shrek is Life? No. What is that? Uh, You're going to have to YouTube it. All right. Well, I'll do that after. (laughs) My section's almost over, and then we have two hours for each of yours. (laughs) Anyway, everyone's anxious. They're waiting for the hours to tick by. By the way, Edward's plane lands at 945, and they get to the airport at fucking 7 a.m. I'm sorry. Like, literally 7 a.m., because the hotel that they're staying at is next to the airport they left at seven. seven which means they got there at seven ten, probably <laughs> like why are you there so early what is the purpose of that anyway they're waiting for the hours to tick by <laughs> anxiety i don't know yeah i guess I, 
well, just to do something, like to kind of be emotion. I mean, it is kind of dumb that they would risk all of that time in a crowded airport versus in the safety of their hotel room. Yeah. And also, well, I feel airports, like maybe that's, maybe that's actually part of it because they know that James probably won't cause a huge scene in front of a ton of people. Airports are famously full of windows. <laughs> yeah, but yeah. in the bathroom? Well, you know, oh, she's- window. Oh. <laughs> I'm sorry. Uh, oh, my God. <laughs> well, you know, Alice has that, like, cute little scarf on. And she's got long sleeves and gloves. What about Jasper? Jasper's got his cowboy hat. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe, okay. like, one of those bandit shields. Yeah, things. not, not. <laughs> yeah, in an airport, draw- it's a good look. Yeah, oh, my God. <laughs> Not conspicuous <laughs> at all. Like what? Maybe it's where are they? Maybe They're in Phoenix. Phoenix. They're in Phoenix. Yeah, it's definitely Phoenix sunny. International Airport. Definitely sunny. <laughs> like anyway, maybe if they stay like in the middle of the, I don't know. It. I don't, you I know, don't know. Plot hole. You're, you're not wrong. You're not wrong. It it's just so doesn't weird. make any sense that that they were in the hotel room with the windows. At you know at at two a.m. with the curtains tightly drawn as if the moon was gonna burn their skin and now they're at an airport full of floor to ceiling windows and most likely skylights as well like come on yeah that shit don't make sense yeah so again waste it's weird but whatever so hypothetically speaking right Edward's on the plane yeah. He's got a nice aisle seat, you know, big guy, needs some leg room. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Not Emmett. <laughs> well. No, Emmett's in bitch. He's in the row in front. <laughs> no, Emmett's in the middle seat. He's in the middle seat. Someone, someone, you know, average citizen <laughs> on the window seat. And they're like, oh, I want to look at the clouds and boop, opens the fucking window right up. And then all, all of a sudden, you know, Edward's shining like a disco ball well, in the middle of a plane. <laughs> well, because there are three of them, Carlisle, Edward, and so Emmett. you think they, bought, they would like, just a whole, buy What about on row? the other side? I feel like it's the same problem. Yeah, but it's not like, going to... Either they bought the whole row or the, that doesn't really reach you like that. <laughs> or... I'm just, I'm just putting it out there. Or they're in, uh, what is it called now? Business class. Oh, yeah. They probably... Yeah, they probably uh, got business Maybe they class. did like... Yeah, or even you know like they first fly class. Business. Yeah, they have the money. Well, business class is first class now, I think. Oh. It is. It's I business and economy. I haven't taken a plane in a while. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, they probably are in business class. And there's only four seats in business class, like across the whole yeah. row. Yeah. And there's three of them. Yeah, you're right. And they have oodles of money. So it's, they definitely just bought the, four, the row. Yeah. Because Emmett needs two seats. Yeah. He's hulking. <laughs> The more you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, at least that's what we would think would be what's happening. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the three of them are anxious, and uh, Alice keeps offering to get breakfast with Bella, because if you guys remember, she has that weird vision. She's like, do you want to get breakfast? And Alice, Bella's like, I'm going to eat at the airport, because it's all part of her master plan. So Alex keeps being like, well, are you hungry? Let's get breakfast. And Bella is declining Every time, obviously waiting for her perfect moment. And that perfect moment comes when Edward's plane is scheduled to land 10 minutes ahead of time. And she knows this is it. She announces she's ready for breakfast. And when Alice offers to join her, Bella asks for Jasper's company instead, using her wild emotional state as the reason. She literally says, like, 
I'm just feeling a little tightly wound. Yeah, she says <laughs> like her, her wild eyes yeah. do all the talking for her. Yeah, convey how why she needs Jasper. Mm-hmm. So Jasper, or Alice is confused but not suspicious by this, and um, Jasper and Bella make their way through the terminal, and he's got his hand on her lower back like a gentle lover leading her through. <laughs> an airport and also kind of creepily like a man holding a woman hostage in in a public place without being domineering but making it look like a fa- like a familiar touch so no one's going to like think it's weird. Mhm. Suspicious. Isn't that? Mhm. So they pass three different airport cafes which again not suspicious at all but Jasper's probably just like, trying to make her happy like okay whatever you want. Like, yeah, they like got- humans have a lot of variety. I get it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you want pizza? You want a burger? Yeah. <laughs> like- what she's really trying to do is get to her actual destination, which is the ladies' room on the level three of the terminal. Level three of the terminal. Mm-hmm. But it's a level three ladies' room in terminal four. Excuse me. In what world is a terminal multi-leveled? Someone tell me that. The terminal that I had to use in Montreal, like I scanned my ticket, say on like level two. And when I was boarding the plane, I had to go like down the little ramp yeah. thing and then go around a corner and go up an escalator and go down another little ramp thing to get on the plane. Mm. So they do have like multi levels, but I don't know that that would be like another terminal. Like, I don't think I could have exited there. Do you know what I mean? Like, I, I couldn't exit on level three. I was just getting on the plane on level three. Right. Well, she gets on an elevator and takes it down to level, the level oh, one. Oh, she goes down. Yeah, she goes down. That's true. Whatever. Anyway. Whatever. She's like, they get to the, they're like, the ladies room is in her line of sight, out of Alice's line of sight, in her, in, but ahead of her. And so she's like, Jasper, I'm so sorry. Like, do you mind if I just use the ladies room? And ever the gentleman, he's like, I'll wait right here for you, Bella. Like, take your time, girl. I, like, calm. Have a human moment. Yeah. <laughs> so she goes into this bathroom, and she specifically remembers this bathroom because she remembers getting lost in here once before as there are two exits. One she intends to use to get away from Jasper while he's waiting for her on the wrong side. So she's like, this is my moment. He won't be able to see me from the other exit. And I, I just got to go. So she enters the restroom, runs through it to the other side, runs for the elevator, the elevator bank, which is right by the like second exit, completely out of sight of Jasper and Alice, slips into a downward traveling elevator, makes it to level one of the terminal and exits the airport entirely, unsure if Jasper has caught on to her yet. She did it. girl. She escaped. I guess Emmett was right two chapters ago. She is diabolical. Mm -hmm. She is. So worried that Jasper may be following her scent, Bella sprints out the doors onto the crowded curbside without a single cab in sight. Knowing it's only a matter of time before Jasper and Alice realize she's gone, if they haven't realized already, she hops on a shuttle to the Hyatt, which is a resort about 10 minutes from the airport. Ooh. Mm Mm-hmm. The shuttle driver finds this odd as she has no luggage with her, but he also doesn't really give a shit and doesn't bother asking. (laughs) The shuttle is pretty empty and she sits far away from the other travelers as she watches the airport shrink out of view and imagines Edward standing at the edge of the road when he finds the end of her trail. Just actually kind of (laughs) sad. That is really sad. (laughs) 
And luck is still on Bella's side for now because there's a cab offloading a couple in front of the Hyatt when her shuttle arrives. She jumps out of the shuttle, runs to the cab, and tells the driver her mother's address. The driver complains, saying, that's in Scottsdale. And Scottsdale is about 25-minute drive during rush hour on a Wednesday from the resort. And it's literally 9 a.m. It's 9.30. Yeah, so it's like probably the accurate 20-minute reference that Bella makes. Yeah. But when I looked, it was 6 o'clock on a Wednesday. Mm. So it was 25 minutes. (laughs) Bella pays the driver $80 in cash to get things moving. But, like, that seems excessive for a 25-minute drive, in my opinion. She's got all of her sock money in her back pocket. (laughs) She just throws a sock at him. (laughs) She's like, here. (laughs) Just beats him with it. (laughs) She sits back against the seat, paying no mind to the familiar city rushing around her, all of her focus on maintaining her control. Quote, I was determined not to lose myself at this point. Now that my plan was successfully completed, there was no point in indulging in more terror, more anxiety. My path was set. I just had to follow it. He's like, girl, your plan is not at all completed. This is the very first phase of your plan. I know. You merely escaped. That's it. Like, for all she knows, Alice and Jasper are already heading her off and going to meet her at the house or at the dance studio. Yeah. They have the Mercedes. And they have their vampire legs. (laughs) (laughs) There's so many ways that they could just beat her there. I know. Bella decides to spend the 20-minute drive thinking about Edward. It's another quote. I imagined that I had stayed at the airport to meet Edward. I visualized how I would stand on my toes the sooner to see his face, how quickly, how gracefully he would move through the crowds of people separating us. And then I would run to close those last few feet between us, reckless as always, and I would be in his marble arms finally safe. And I said, this describes their relationship so well, I can actually see it without even having, like, the movie reference. Well, do you want to know why you can see it so well? Is because they do it in New Moon when she's running through the crowd. <gasps> yeah. Uh, so they don't use it, obviously, in this movie, but they just they use, use it, it in... Mm-hmm. I mean, it happens in New Moon, but... Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. That's well, why. I mean, maybe that's not why you see it so well, well he's but, standing still and she's moving through the crowd. But, 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 the, but the reunion feeling yeah. of it, Yeah. Do you know what? Actually, when I was reading it, it was really reminding me of um, like when soldiers come home, those videos and they're like wives or girlfriends like launch themselves through the airport and everybody turns around and it's like a whole. So emotional. Yeah. And I'm just sitting there watching it dead faced, like dead faced, (laughs) (laughs) just like that. (laughs) Like Bella and Alice talking to each other. Yeah. Yeah. What did you see, Alice? (laughs) Nothing. I saw nothing. You want breakfast? Yeah, but she was much more cheerful about it. So (laughs) she imagines where they might have gone together north, somewhere so he could be out during the day, somewhere remote so they could lay in the sun together again, along the shore, or even trapped in a hotel room, which she says would be like a sort of heaven. And I said, girl needs to get a hobby. I also had a thought. Okay. Why not just go to Esme Island? Yeah. Well, it's remote. And Carlisle owns it. It's private. Nobody's going to that island unless you, I mean, James would probably just kill someone and steal a boat, but like, no, it's not. Yeah. I'm thinking she's thinking like, like relatively nearby. I mean, the journey they took to get to Esme Island is pretty extensive. Yeah, whatever. (laughs) Whatever. Anything to keep Bella safe. She doesn't know that exists. I know, but the Cullens easily (laughs) could have been like Esme Island. Yeah. Oh, maybe that was part of their long-term plan. I don't know. (laughs) So she goes on to say, 
So many questions I still had for him. I could talk to him forever, never sleeping, never leaving his side. I said, little does she know, this could very well come to fruition. If she became a vampire by James's bite, she really would never sleep or leave his side, and they would be hiding, but from the rest of Forks instead of from the tracker. Yep. I just thought this was like an interesting play on the situation. Yeah, definitely. Bella is so engrossed in this daydream that she doesn't realize the time passing, and the cab driver interrupts her thoughts, asking for the house number again. When they pull up, she rushes towards the house, reminding herself not to be afraid because the house is empty and to hurry because her mom is frightened and needs her. So heroic. Inside, it's dark and empty, which is pretty normal. She turns on the kitchen light and runs to the phone where she notices a phone number written on the whiteboard in small, neat handwriting. I can't decide if I agree with his handwriting. Why? I like I do because he like Laurent describes him as like being able to fit in with society just like the Cullens like yeah and he's nondescript and plain Jane whatever yeah but I also I feel like this is just from like my image of him in the movies like Mm. his character in the movies that Mm -hmm. I feel like he has like chicken scratch like serial killer handwriting yeah yeah like I'm surprised he didn't cut out letters from a magazine (laughs) and just (laughs) stick those on the whiteboard you know like I just it makes sense but it it doesn't it doesn't match head. up with your movie image. Yeah. yeah. You're so saturated with the movies that that's like what you see. Right. But the neat handwriting does make sense. For I mean, he is like polite and has nice manners for a and murderous vampire. And, and it's like, yeah. Yeah. So he bites you in. He's the perfect predator. Yeah. With, even with his neat handwriting. <laughs> Draws yeah. you in. A boy has neat handwriting. Green fucking flag. <laughs> So she tries to dial the number, but she fucks it up and has to redial. It rings once before James answers and is impressed with how quickly she managed the plan. I mean, yeah. yeah, So like they spoke at 530 in the morning. It's been like four hours. Yeah. That's pretty. A lot. She had a lot of time to spare. He said before noon and it's presumably now 10 a.m. Because Edward's minutes, 10 minutes, yeah. Ed, yeah, Edward's plane was landing at 9.45 originally, so 10 minutes earlier than that was 9.30. So she ditched them at 9.20. And she took a 10-minute shuttle. And she took a 20-minute oh, 20 minute cab. Yeah. Yeah. So it's 10 o'clock. Yeah. She, she did the thing. Uh, Bella asks about her mom, and James tells her she is fine, that he has no quarrel with her unless Bella didn't come alone. Bella admits that she is alone, that she has never felt more alone in her entire life. And I said, just you wait until new moon, baby girl. You're going to feel even more alone and abandoned. And the seasons are going to change around you in a spinning montage. <laughs> it's my favorite montage. <laughs> I think that's everybody's favorite montage. It's a possibility. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so sad. I have to talk on my iTunes. I love it. It's by Likely, in case anyone was wondering. <laughs> L-Y-K-K-E-L-I, likely. Got it. <laughs> Just waiting for you to continue. There's a possibility. There's a possibility. <laughs> Just sing the whole thing for us. Da, 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 da. If you can't see us, which you can't, the room is actually spinning around us as she sings. (laughs) (laughs) All right, I'm moving on. That's what happens with the song. (laughs) I know it does. (laughs) James wants to meet Bella at the ballet studio around the corner from the house. 
She rushes out the door, not bothering to look back at the house that once used to be her sanctuary, but is now an empty symbol of fear. Despite this disconnected feeling from her childhood home, Bella is still flashing down memory lane, imagining her childhood in the yard with her mom by her side as she runs down the street. Running away from these images, she feels very slow, like she's running through wet sand. And I feel like you mentioned that recently. I don't know if it was on an episode or not, but you said like that happens to you in dreams. Like you're trying to run and you feel like you're running through sand or like yeah your your legs are like dead weight and actually do you want to know the sac- do you want to know why like sure. the scientific reason behind it sure um that is your body preventing you from actually oh, like, like sleep sleepwalking yeah. or like yeah your body is in paralysis it preventing it prevents you it's a survival instinct from like yeah. hurting yourself while you're unconscious so you physically are trying to move and your brain is sending signals to your body to move but your brain is simultaneously sending signals you're paralyzed. You can't move. You're asleep. Yeah, I'm painfully familiar with sleep paralysis. Yeah. I actually just had it. Normally, it's like something creepy and weird, like sneaking into your room and mm-hmm. you're like, I gotta close the door, but I can't get out of bed or <laughs> like whatever. But I actually just had it and it was for the first time. Not anything scary. You were just coming on into my room to talk to me about something. And I was like, get, get up out of my bed. And you're just in my room. I was like, Honestly, <laughs> I just couldn't get up. It was nighttime in your dream? No, it was a nap. I get it most when I nap. I think that's even creepier. <laughs> Why? I don't know. Just like dream Marissa coming into your room and you can't move and I'm just talking to you about nothing. That's so scary. <laughs> like that's scary. I mean, normally when I get sleep paralysis, it's something coming out of my closet or coming into my room and I can see this like and it's just a dark shadow and it's like coming up to the edge of my bed and I'm trying to get out and I can't move. So my sleep paralysis has me like physically trying to just throw myself off my bed. But then I'm like, if I throw myself off my bed, I'm not going to be able to catch myself. Like knowing that I have sleep paralysis, I'm like, just get up. Like I'm fully aware of what's going on. Yeah. But I, I just, I can't move. And then I'm still trying to move. And I think me trying to move is going to eventually get me off of my bed, but I'm not going to be able to catch myself. <laughs> I don't know. I just think there's something sinister about having sleep paralysis in a situation that's supposed to feel familiar. Well, that's the whole, that's what sleep paralysis is. It's always in a familiar setting. I know, but me coming into your room just to chat, what if I'm like, not me? Maybe it was a dark figure. Someone wearing my skin. Yeah. Maybe. They say sleep paralysis is like a demon visiting you. So I've just had to come to terms with that. That's good to know. (laughs) I mean, I, I don't think I've ever had yeah well this demon took on the form of marissa this time so seemed friendly though you were just telling me a story i was like you're like girly i'm napping (laughs) i "I can't get out of bed i'm sorry (laughs) so uh, while bella is running down the street going down memory lane she trips several times falls once scraping her hands on the sidewalk when she caught herself i I said drink finally but also (laughs) i read this and didn't even notice that she fell i think i skipped right over it Mm -hmm. i was so excited i was like oh my god we haven't had a drink moment in so long Drink, everyone drink 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 clink (laughs) i would have cheers you ariana but um you seem a little busy over there so bad luck so cheers with water yeah really yeah That's so anybody that's pregnant out there, if you're at a cheersing situation, don't do it. What? Club soda, soda, mocktail. For pregnant women? What? No. 
It's bad luck for everyone. <laughs> oh, you can't drink if you're pregnant. <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. It's oh bad. my god, <laughs> did you go leave your work. brain at home? Like, go back, go back to work. <laughs> no offense. My brain is in accounting mode right now. Not <laughs> any like logical mode or emotional mode. It's just accounting. Anyway, okay. So I was just like, I is anybody really this clumsy? I don't know. <laughs> like when dude. they run, because I feel like this is no. borderline fake. Yeah, but when you're frantic, no, she falls when she's walking and running all of the time. I just feel like it's not real. Yeah, like at this age, I just well, she's all gangly limbs at seventeen. So at- what? She can't put one foot in front of the other when she's running. Like I don't. Yeah. So. <laughs> Now that she can stand on her two feet. Now that she's grown up. Now that she grew up a little bit. (laughs) (laughs) She makes it to the corner, but apparently still has another street to go. So she keeps running and is pouring sweat and gasping. And I'm confused because I thought the ballet studio was just around the corner. So do you know what I'm thinking? (laughs) If like her house is, if, you know, obviously a block is like a square, right? Uh Uh-huh. So if her house is like here in the middle, maybe the ballet studio is like, on the other side so she still has to like go like this or go like this you know what i mean i guess but that's not just around the corner then that's on the well, other side of the block i say that's carlino's i say carlino's is around the corner and technically it's around two. Oh, i did say carlino's is around the corner in my notes somewhere did you <laughs> yeah there you go all right but that still sounds like a shorter distance than what this girl is doing this girl sounds like she's running a fucking marathon so anyway She's just running on the short and long. Or even, or even it's a square like this, right? Maybe her house is over here on the corner and the ballet studio is, excuse me, on this corner. So either way, she has to do a short and a long. Well, she turns two corners that we'll get to, Hmm. but it's fine. But I did some Google mapping. Okay. Just, there's a lot of direction in this, this chapter. So Scottsdale, I found in my studies, is actually just outside of Paradise Valley, which is where Bella went to school. So that checks. Oh, that's nice. Yeah. Because they like, she said they like barely live on like the border of that school district. Yeah. So it is actually right there. I also looked up 58th Street and Cactus. I thought we decided Cactus didn't exist. It does. I guess I just was wrong. Hmm. I searched Cactus Street. Did you like Google? Arizona. Isn't Scottsdale like a really oh, nice I, area I did, Arizona? I said Phoenix, Arizona. Uh, That's yeah. why. But we're in Scottsdale. Scott, yeah. Isn't Scottsdale like really nice? I don't know. And also, like isn't seen... Scottsdale famously not Phoenix? So why is she saying I'm from Phoenix? If she's been from If she Scottsdale. lives in Wait, fucking we say we're from Philly. Mm. All right, fine. Anyone can say oh, I'm from Scottsdale, Arizona throw a dart in a room of a hundred people and you won't hit somebody that doesn't know what that is. Yeah. Well, I don't know. She wants to be from Phoenix. That's what she says. <laughs> anyway, her 58th and cactus. All I found was North 58th way and cactus road, which is a cul-de-sac. <laughs> <laughs> There's no ballet studio. Oh. So uh, color me disappointed. <laughs> And that said, I have no idea where the fuck this girl is going right now. Because it seems further, like I said, then around the corner. This dance studio sounds like it's several blocks away. But I guess what you're saying is one block, but on the other side of the block. Yeah, so she still has to turn two corners, which makes sense the first way I said it. Her house is probably in the middle mm-hmm. here, and she has to turn this corner and then this corner, and the ballet studio is 
parallel yeah. to her home. Mm-hmm. Okay. She goes on to describe that the sun is hot on her skin and too bright, blinding. The sun that she claimed to have loved oh so much and missed dearly when she moved to Forks. Grass is always greener, babe. Well, now it she gets wishes. better. Gets better. Yeah. She now wishes for the green protective forest of Forks. Of home. Mm-hmm. Forks is home. <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> I just couldn't believe those words left her mouth. Home. Yeah. What's the song? And and I'm home. It's that song. No. Are you talking about Edward Sharp and like the magnetic zeros? Yes, I am. the place where you belong and where home. No, it's isn't it like the fucking. Give me a second. It's home by Edward Sharp and the magnetic zeros. I don't even. I don't know. What you're Home is the about. place where I'm with you. Yeah. Oh yeah. Would you look at that? Is this the song? I'm gonna play it. Oh, you're not gonna be able to hear it because it's in my headphones. You're so annoying. But yes, I'm playing it right here. Yeah, this song. Yeah. Oh, I do know this song. And I'm home. Home is the place where I'm with you. Is that it? Mm-hmm. Alabama, Arkansas. Way. We're gonna get sued. Alabama, <laughs> Phoenix, Arizona, Forks, Washington. I love Edward the most. Was that good? Yeah. Yep. <laughs> that's how it goes. Yeah, that's the Bella version. Well, I did say somebody's tune has changed, so <laughs> nailed it. <laughs> and after rounding yet another corner, the second corner. The ballet studio finally comes into sight, but Bella is overcome with fear and exertion. She can't keep running, but thinks of her mother to keep her feet moving. So I guess she's just walking at this point. She's catching her, <laughs> she's catching her damn breath. She's like, oh, she's I'm been, sorry, Mom. She's like, Mom, I'm thinking about you, but I got to walk. <laughs> she's like, I got to sit you my side, Mom. <laughs> Give me a sec. She goes, you can hold on for 10 more seconds. <laughs> <laughs> the doors unlocked. The lobby was dark, empty, and cool. The west dance floor was dark. The east dance floor, the bigger room, was lit. I'm sorry. Who refers to them as the west dance? Sorry. Is that That's my name? point. Yes. <laughs> like she keeps doing this. In I feel like the past several chapters, everything is like in the west of the house and in the east of the house and the south wall. I'm like, Do you who also- the fuck talks about their house like that? Nobody. Yeah. Plus, it's also relative to the direction that you're standing in. So even as a directional piece, it doesn't even help. Well, no. North, east, east. North, east, south, and west are always going to be. Well, no. I, I understand east, that. But hypothetically, like just reading that you don't i feel like you don't have really a sense of like yeah you don't know where the fuck she is where no yeah like when i read that west is left because that's what it is on a compass yeah Yeah. that's how i picture it without actually being never eat slimy worms never never eat eat shredded wheat waffles well wait wait, i need everybody to say that what's your never eat slimy worms never eat soggy waffles never eat shredded wheat what <laughs> oh my god poll i need to or question i need to know what everybody's thing is now we're gonna have to put that on Instagram. oh my god yeah. wait i just thought i just thought everybody <laughs> i thought nobody was eating shredded wheat no i thought nobody's eating soggy <laughs> nobody's eating slimy worms that's legit 
Soggy waffles. I mean, that's better than slimy worms. Ugh. Shredded wheat actually isn't that it's bad. So good. <laughs> shredded wheat is top tier. I love shred- sh- shredded wheat. Shredded. I love shredded wheat. I don't know. I was going to say, though, it's just like so pretentious for like what r- nobody names a room at a ballet studio. The, the, the East Dance Room. Oh. I feel like the only time anyone says like whatever East West is when you're in like a castle and it's like the West Wing. The West yeah. Wing. The West yeah, Wing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Something like that. But that, could you imagine like going into someone's house and they're like, oh, yeah, the bathroom is in the West of the living room. No. I'd be like, yeah. where the fuck is that? Left or right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. And also like, I just feel like also at dance studios, like it's like, oh, like, like we're going to be in Studio D today or like we're going to be in like something hall. I also feel like, like dance studios are just one giant room. And that's it. Like, you don't... Why do you need directions? Well, it's a ba- well yeah, but when you, like, have a ballet studio, like, a ballet... I think there really are multiple, like, yeah, practice rooms or whatever. But I don't think... I don't think the rooms are named West Room and East Room. No. Because she describes the Cullen's house as the South Wall, the West Wall, the East Wall, oh. when they're, like, talking about whatever To be fair, though, what would you say in place of... Oh, like... The wall to the right, the wall to the left. Like, is that what you would say instead? I would say the back wall, the left wall, the right wall. Gotcha. No, I'm just curious. Like, I, yeah, the front like, of the room, the back of the more, room. Yeah, I feel like that like, doesn't sound. No, that does sound. The front wall. of the house, the back of the house. Yeah. Like, I don't think I've under any circumstances said a west wall, except when I was putting this bedroom together and I was trying to feng shui it. And I was like, yeah, my bed needs to go to the west. So I did. Mine's on the east. But that's that's like the extent of my use of northeast, south, and west in a home situation. Yeah. So it's weird. It's just bizarre. Yeah. Pretentious. What did you call her? A pretentious little girl. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> she is a pretentious little girl, okay? I stand by it. Well... Pretentious little girl is paralyzed with fear. She's apralyzed, actually. She's <laughs> apralyzed with fear until she hears her mother's voice call out for her. You know what she needs? An Aperol spritz. Oh, uh, if only. <laughs> Maybe tomorrow when she quits the greenhouse. <laughs> Shut up. <laughs> uh, she hears her mother's voice call out for her in that same tone. Tome. Tomb? <laughs> She's reading a big tomb. In that same tone of hysterical panic, she runs towards her voice into the long, high-ceilinged room, trying to find where her voice was coming from. She sees her mom there on the TV screen. It's a home video from when Bella was 12. It was Thanksgiving, and they had gone to visit her grandmother in California the last year before she died. Which is kind of sad. Very detailed. They had gone to the beach, and Bella leaned too far over the edge of the pier, Renee seeing... Bella's feet flailing called out her name in fear. But this story does make so much more sense than the one they use in the movie. Yeah, where I she's mean, hiding in the closet. Yeah. I mean, Renee does a great panicked looking for Bella, but you wouldn't be panicked and looking for Bella in like your house if she's yeah. just hiding in the closet. Yeah. Yeah. Like it makes more sense to put that tone to her falling off a fucking pier. Yeah. Yeah. I just didn't realistically are they gonna put a kid in danger like that to make that teeny tiny home video for one second of the movie no <laughs> well i mean yeah, <laughs> no but it just didn't make any sense she's like bella bella oh you're in the closet and also it's i so thought scary. actually that the home video was at the ballet studio because she's about to go on stage she's in a ballet off and she's like what if they laugh at me oh maybe yeah because it is about her being like afraid 
to like dance or she sucks at dancing or whatever. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But I still feel like you, I don't know. Would you be that panicked? Well, if you're in know. a public place and you can't find your kid, yeah. I thought you said she was in her house. No, she's no, not. She's, she's in the ballet studio. studio. Oh. Yeah. yeah, I guess that makes more sense. Sorry to poke a big fat hole in your <laughs> No, your that's point. fine. I mean, I just, I think the peer story is, is better, like much better than her hiding in a closet. Yeah, regardless. she's afraid to dance. <laughs> <laughs> just dance. The TV went blue and she turns to see James standing very still by the back exit. They stare at each other for a long moment before <laughs> the James- back exit, the south exit. <laughs> yeah, see, but she did say the back exit. <laughs> Which wall is that? I need yeah. to know now. <laughs> yeah, Bella, give us a direction. Well, she's she, also. She- where were these directions in the car accident? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, what the fuck? Literally, where? It's like she, it's like Stephanie heard our complaints <laughs> in the future and said, "Let me make sure I give more directional input later." <laughs> Gonna get my times right and my direction. <laughs> yeah, she's like, some girls in the future are gonna call me out, and I gotta make sure. <laughs> I gotta make sure I'm rock solid from here on out. Well, she's doing a lot better, but I actually hate this more. So, <laughs> James hits her with a creepy. Yeah, wait. Smile. Actually, it would be oh. way better if she was if we were left as confused because that's way more creepy in this situation. Like to be like unsure of like where the fuck like it feels more chaotic. And then she's like, I came in through the northern entrance and on the west wing and blah, blah, blah. And James was standing in the southern wall staring at me. And the the, the, the TV was under the, the big, like, so much fucking detail. And, like, I know everything. And the car crash, which I wasn't even worried about. I'm like, where the fuck was she? This is impossible. <laughs> it would be way scarier if she was, like, disoriented. And we were thus disoriented. Yeah. Well. I don't know what to tell you. She knows exactly where she is. <laughs> so James hits her with a creepy fucking smile. He walks towards her, getting very close, only to pass by her and put the remote down next to the VCR, keeping things clean and organized. James apologizes for tricking her, but insists it must be better for the better for her this way, knowing that Renee never really had to be involved. He said James is very manipulative in this way. This is the second time he has told Bella that the situation is really working out in her favor, which is kind of gross because the first time was when he called on the phone. He was like, oh, it's better this way that Renee came home early because now you don't have to wait and there's no stress or anxiety. And she's like, yeah, I guess so. You're right. Now he's like, this is better for you, too, because Renee's not actually involved. And she's like, yeah, you're right. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like, ew, it's like, I don't know, it gives me the ick, I don't like so, it. So, it's so, <laughs> well, yeah, he's, like, domineering, yeah. you know, it's like, he's in, he's the one in charge, and he knows it. Yeah, well, Bella agrees, realizing her mom was safe, she was never in any danger, and never had to face the terror of the, quote, dark red eyes and the abnormally pale face that stood before Bella now. James is confused by Bella's lack of anger at being tricked. And Bella's sudden high made her feel braver, and she figures none of it matters now. It would all be over soon. Charlie and her mom would never be harmed and would never have to fear. If she was dead, it wouldn't matter. Wouldn't matter to who? To literally anyone now. Well, I'm just hypothetically, Bella Bella is going here prepared to die, right? Yeah. So if she dies... If she dies... There is no one... I guess maybe Edward and the Cullens would try to... You know, protect Charlie and Renee, I guess, probably. But even if there's no one to like really be a placeholder who's looking out for them if she's dead. 
Yeah. Right. So that's what I'm saying. Like, what's to stop him from just going to kill yeah. them? Right. Just exactly. for the hell of it. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Which, I mean, would be pointless, but I mean, you know. Right. Yeah. And again, she's like, she's, I'm she's dying to be s- dead. So nobody is there to know. Like, nobody's like, she wouldn't know either she way. Know. Yeah. 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 Well, and then I said, second of all, sure, they would never have to fear because Bella dying is their biggest fear and that will have happened and now they will just be utterly destroyed yeah, that their and their daughter won't, is dead. And they won't ever get answers for it. It'll go unsolved. No. Charlie will literally, it'll be a case for him that he is constantly working because well, he wants to solve it and no, he wouldn't be able to. I, I think the Collins would stage it in some way that it was an accident. Like it would be the same thing. She fell out the fucking window, but she died instead mm. of just being injured. Even though her body is like mangled and she has like glass in her head. Yeah, I think they could stage it in a way that it would be an accident. Do vampires have fingerprints? Yeah, they were humans. So like, like, but they're marble now. Yeah, but yeah, that doesn't like, mean they don't have any lines on their body. I'm just saying, they're like, smooth. If they would stage it somehow, <laughs> wouldn't whatever forensics kind of figure it out? They would clean it you up. You would hope. Could you burn off your fingerprints as a vampire? You know how people do that when they, like, are going to commit a major crime? They, like, burn their fucking fingerprints off. Or maybe just wear gloves, you know? But whatever. But (laughs) that's evidence that could be left behind. Burn your fingers. Also evidence (laughs) if you get caught (laughs) red-handed. Okay. So fingerprints obviously are, like, ridges and whorls in your skin, Uh right? Yeah. But the only reason they leave prints behind is because your body is producing a layer of like it's sebum oil. and oil yeah. on there. So when, when, which, when you die, you stop producing that. So, so a vampire technically, while they still have fingerprints, they they're not leaving, leaving them behind because they're not secreting that oil, the oil makes sense on their fingertips that an alive person has. Hmm. Hmm. Well, Bella's going to die and everything's going to be fine. So that's all I got. Wait, but don't they like fingerprint, like Jane Doe's and stuff. Like, I guess they have ink to make that fingerprint. Well, Never yeah, mind. you Never you do mind. like ink and like or the powder. Yeah, yeah. It sits in the ridges and then you press it down. Got yeah, it. the oil is if you're trying to get a fingerprint off of off something of and you something. dust it. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So they wouldn't. There wouldn't be their fingerprints at a staging of Bella's yeah, body. Yeah. Yeah. We should Shoe be investigators. I did take two forensic science classes in college, and it was they were my two favorite things ever. I am Don't thinking about going into forensic accounting. That's cool. So I can work for like the FBI or something. And that is cool. Hunt down criminals by following their money. Huh. That's really cool. Yeah, you should do that. Yeah. All okay. Right, hit us with the end of this chapter. Woo! The juicy stuff. Yeah. So some analytical part of Bella's mind warned her that she was dangerously close to snapping from the stress. And before James asks Bella, like, are you angry at me for doing this to you? And Bella's like, no. And James goes like, how odd? You seem like you really mean it. Like, you're not mad at me. Yeah. His dark eyes assessed Bella with interest, and his irises were nearly black, just a hint of ruby around the edges, so... This man's thirsty. He's been holding out. He has been waiting. Yeah. James comments about how humans are quite interesting. Some humans seem to have no sense of their own self-interest. And just thinking about what that means in terms of Bella, like what would her self, 
interest be? I think it's more like self-survival. Preservation, yeah. yeah. Okay, okay, okay. That makes sense. It's not in her self-interest to To meet somebody that she knows is going to kill her. Yeah, yeah. That makes sense. James was standing a few feet away from Bella with his arms crossed. He looked at Bella curiously. There was no menace in his face or stance. He was very average looking, which we noted before when... Mm -hmm. Nondescript. Yeah. At the baseball game. An average guy. Uh, Super unremarkable. Nothing remarkable. Yeah. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) (laughs) Nothing remarkable about his face or body. I feel like it's a little strange for a vampire, right? When you become a vampire, it becomes super beautiful. So I, that makes me wonder what he looks like as a human. Sorry if that's mean. but He's like beautifully average. Like yeah. like an average vampire. Yeah, but maybe What does that mean when you are not a vampire? Maybe though, maybe though that's part of his gift because he's a tracker. So he's like flowing more under the radar. Yeah. Part yeah. of it is like, for, you know, for an illusion for, you know better for lack of a better like phrase yeah part of him being a tracker means you have to be discreet so like you automatically like yeah you're probably you probably are still beautiful but you're not coming across that way yeah so you can do you don't stand out in a crowd that doesn't necessarily mean maybe that he wasn't attractive in humanhood Mm mm-hmm but is that what we're calling it? <laughs> I don't know. I was just curious. Yeah. I just, you <laughs> I know, like you have this impression of a vampire becoming like super beautiful when they, or a human becoming super beautiful when they turn to a vampire. So yeah. I yeah. wonder what he looked like. James wore a pale blue long sleeved shirt. Wait, pause. Yeah. Would you rather want to know when you die or how you die? If you had to know one, what would you rather want to know? How I die. When? I, T- tiebreaker? Um, you know what? My answer changes every time I play this game. Mm-hmm. I think when is, when. yeah, when for me. Yeah, because if it's something like a car accident, I'm never going to want to get the fuck in a car again. That's yeah. true. But if I know I have like five months to live, well, shit, I'm living up those five yeah. months. I'm quitting my job. I'm going to Europe. Well, I already did I that. Feel like <laughs> I feel like there's still Shit, a I level to die? of Oh my god. I will miss you so much. I feel like there's a different type of anxiety either way. It's like when you you know the clock's ticking, but how yeah, but, then you but you can, also have time you to come, come to terms, terms with, with it. it. Yeah. Jeez, okay. You know what you really need Sorry, to read? Sorry, but you already picked yours, so you're stuck knowing this is what. A, this is a shameless plug. Everybody read They Both Die at the End by Adam Silvera. It's amazing. You should read it. Okay. But basically the premise is you don't know how everybody everybody gets a call um, between 12 a.m. and 3 a.m. on the day they're going to die. And they say, if you're receiving this call, that means some sometime in the next 24 hours you're going to die. And so that they sucks. I know. And it's unpreventable. But you ju- they just like have their it's their death day and they just like have their last day. It's a really beautiful book. I, I you should that would read interest it. me. Yeah, I, I would read that. I have it if you want to borrow it. Oh, okay. So James. <laughs> <laughs> James wore a pale blue long sleeve shirt and a faded blue jeans. And like, what and the And f- a faded blue jeans? <laughs> oh, I said and a, but I just typed and, so. I know you did. <laughs> just thinking. But what the fuck is he wearing in the movie? Because I just don't picture He's wearing a leather jacket, wearing no top, cargo pants, on... no shoes, and a ponytail. Wow. 
The leather jacket is zipped up and his jeans are low rise. So you can see that little sexy sliver of pubic bone in between. <laughs> see, that fits his vibe. This what kind of this reminds me of like a dad in New Balances. Like well, awesome. he like, fits in with society. Yeah, yeah his his movie book self. description is very different. than He just his movie just his character. personality just seems like he, this is not an outfit he would wear. See, I think this I, is an outfit he would wear in his personality in the book. Tracker. Yeah, me too. Eh, okay. Because yeah. he's like polite and nondescript. nondescript and has neat small handwriting. And yeah. like, seems like he could have been a businessman, like a disgruntled businessman. Yeah. Yeah. Meanwhile, in the movie, I would know. He's got an awful blonde wig, <laughs> a terrible ponytail. But Cam Gigandet is hot. That's who plays James. Yeah. So James says, quote. <laughs> Sorry, I'm sorry. sorry. It's funny, I don't know. (laughs) I suppose you're going to tell me that your boyfriend will avenge you. And Belle says no. She asked him not to in a letter. James says, quote, how romantic, a last letter. And do you think he will honor it? His voice was a little harder now, a hint of sarcasm marring his polite tone. Bella says she hopes so, but James is dissatisfied. He says the whole thing was too quick and too easy, and he expected a much greater challenge. And then he says, quote, after all, I only needed a little luck. Is he talking about luck as in Bella, like, agreeing to? No, he's talking about your whole thing, your next bullet point. No, I know, but... I'm saying, like, the luck. what does he need luck for? Like, no, what he, would have been the luck piece? The luck is that Victoria. Uh, the luck is this whole paragraph about what he explains in his entire villain okay. monologue. Yeah, his, <laughs> I feel like it's so cliche when the villains just have, like, a giant monologue before they kill you. But anyway. And then they don't actually And then they don't you. actually kill you. Yeah. Uh, Bella waited in silence. James goes on to explain that Victoria couldn't get Charlie She was tasked with finding out more about Bella. There was no point in chasing Bella down when he could comfortably wait somewhere for Bella to come to him. Okay, so pause right there already. And then he's going to sit there and complain that it was too fucking easy. You said you were going to sit there and wait for her to come to you. So you don't don't get to complain about how quick and easy it was. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I also feel like a tracker would be more satisfied with the thrill of hunting. Yeah, literally hunting her down. Yeah. (laughs) He let someone else find the information for him and then was like i'll just wait for her to come to me yeah excellent tracking skills james Mm -hmm. they're unparalleled i don't know if you know yeah because he's not (laughs) tracking and everybody else is (laughs) yeah he's using the tools around him oh my god i hate it (laughs) james figured out that humans are very predictable so the place bella was most likely to go was the last place she said she would be then James listened to the message that Belle left on her mother's cell phone. So I guess Renee left her cell phone in Phoenix. What? I did not catch that when I read she that. She calls. So. Bella calls. It's not on her cell phone. Bella. It's the it's the voicemail in um, Bella's mother's house because because oh, she called Charlie the- has said okay. they're going home, and so she calls. The house phone. But I thought the whole leaves. point was for her to reach them before they got home. So why would she leave a message on the house phone? Because Charlie said that they were already on no, the way. that they were supposed to be home in like a week or so. I also thought that she called Renee's cell phone because she tells her like not to leave. Don't do anything until you talk to me. Like everything is fine or whatever. So I thought she was telling Renee not to leave Florida, not yeah. to go home until she talks until to she her told first. Her. Yeah, that's what I thought, but James then said he listened to the message, so 
either it would have to be a landline or Renee forgot her phone in Phoenix. Which would which make seems... sense because I think they've talked before. On he just phone? says, I listened to your message when I got to your mother's house. Oh, so it doesn't say. Yeah, it doesn't, doesn't say. Like, how would he listen to the message? Because she called the house phone. She didn't call. I just feel like that wouldn't make sense. Because the whole point of her calling was to tell Renee not to come home. But obviously, if she calls the house phone and Renee listens to the message, she would be home. Yeah, here we go. How will you reach her? They don't have a permanent number except at the house. She's supposed to check her messages regularly. So she calls the house phone. We just all assumed it was her cell phone. So she back checks her messages from home. She can call into the house line and check those messages. Yeah, I guess. Hmm. Would not have known that. Why did they need a permanent? What the fuck? They don't have a permanent number except for the landline. Because her like- phone is like always lost. So it would, she wouldn't call, she wouldn't leave the number on her cell phone number because like if the phone is lost or dead, like that's the end of that. But the landline is always going to be plugged in. And she can always call. The, she can always call the landline from a payphone or something stupid. Yeah. Does Phil not have a cell phone? I Being guess. the all-star baseball player that he is. Yeah. Well, that's for work only. He's waiting for agents <laughs> to call him so he can get leveled up from the ma- the minors to the majors. Obviously. Right. Right. All right. Let's move this along. Yeah. All right. That was yeah. Um, but that was important. I was was. curious. Uh, Then James discovered that Edward got on a plane to Phoenix with the help of Victoria. James said again how this was all too easy and he wants Edward to come. Belle still didn't answer. She sensed that something, that he was coming to the end of his gloat and that it wasn't meant for Bella anyway. There was no glory in beating a weak human. So why gloat when it doesn't matter? James then asked Bella if she would mind if he left her a letter of his own for Edward. And then James started to set up a camera, which is pointing at Bella. And Bella's like, what the fuck? I did not expect this. Because she knows if James kills her and he videotapes it, that's going to, like, destroy. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Destroy Edward. Mm -hmm. James then says, quote, I'm sorry, but I just don't think Edward will be able to resist hunting me after he watches this. And all of this was for Edward. And I just wonder, like, why? Because of his reaction. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. But like, so they come into the clearing. All the Cullens are there. Why zone in on Edward just because he was the one freaking out the most? Yeah, he's the one that reacted. We talked about this last chapter. Did we? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. And he knows it's like his human little pet. And he obviously feels very protective over her. Mm-hmm. So it's and really exciting. Such a, yeah. And there's such a strong, a, a strong clan that, and they have a weakness and it's a stupid human. Yeah. Yeah. Incredible. Yeah. So exciting to be able to take down a clan of eight vampires. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So the challenge isn't hunting her. The challenge is hunting the reaction. Edward. Yeah. Again. Yeah. Once mm-hmm. she's dead. Yeah. Do you when think, they come after him. Yeah. And potentially like killing them all. Right. So you think James would kill Edward if he had the opportunity? Oh, like 1000% yeah. yes. Yeah. Especially based on what we learn at the end of this chapter. Yeah. Yeah. I think it's at the end of this chapter. It is this chapter. Yeah. Yeah. But James goes on to say Bella's just simply a human and she was in the wrong place at the wrong time. And that is how I feel living in Philadelphia. Uh, <laughs> oh, my God. I just feel like 
<laughs> I always like, say like I can relate. I always say like if something's gonna happen to me, it's just because like I'm in the wrong place at the wrong time. Anyway. Oh, I see. Okay, yeah. <laughs> I thought you meant like just overall, all like being here. existing. No, <laughs> yeah. no, no, nothing to do with actually being in Philadelphia. I just feel like if something bad happened, it would just be of danger. Just a bad timing. Yeah. Bella felt nauseous. This was not something that she anticipated, which she knew that all of this was for Edward. So I don't know why she she's was so she thought surprised. that it was for him, but she was hoping that like he would just kill he her, would just and move kill on. her quickly and feed on her, and it wouldn't be like such a production. Yeah, she she's been kind of she's been tricking herself because she knows that the Collins are so civilized and you know whatever she's hoping that like maybe there's a little bit of that in James yeah James then goes on to tell the story of the one and only time his prey escaped him which is just a continuation of his stupid monologue that no one really cares about but I mean I guess this part's important this is the part that I thought was recorded like I thought he had a video of this yeah yeah but But it it was he his was own story. story. Yeah. yeah. So the story quote is the vampire who was so stupidly fond of this little victim made the choice that your Edward was too weak to make. When the old one knew I was after his little friend, he stole her from the asylum where he worked. And as soon as he freed her, he made her safe. The little one didn't even notice the pain as she was stuck in a cell for so long. A hundred years earlier, and she would have been burned at the stake for her visions. And when I was reading this, I was like, oh, it's Alice. Uh, The old vampire made a strong new vampire, and there was no reason for James to touch her then. And Bella exclaimed Alice, so my thoughts were confirmed. (laughs) (laughs) So I'm just wondering, like, you know, I'm really curious a lot more about this situation. Um, The James and Alice situation? Yeah, and like who was the big one? Or is that we don't, we no, the old, old one? one. We Sorry. We never find out who the old one we is. We don't know yeah, who the old one is, but worker. he he was fond of a human as well. Yeah, so so Alice was in the asylum. And she was human. Because, yeah, and she was human. Not because she was crazy, but because she could see the future, vision, like had visions. visions. Yeah. So she was committed. And I and later in the chapter later in this monologue, James says that Alice smelled incredible, even better than Bella. Bella does. Right. So presumably this asylum worker might have been in love. Like it could have been a, like a similar like a situation. Edward Bella type mm-hmm. of thing. Yeah. Hmm. And he saves her and then James kills him and she has no memory. Yeah. What a Which great I place wonder. to work as a vampire. Why? Because people die and go missing in asylums all the time. So you yeah. can just like hang out, work there and feed every so often and like no one's going to think anything of it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, and also like in an asylum, presumably you are not mentally like of sound mind. So yeah. even if somebody was like, this man's a vampire, he's sucking my blood. Everyone's going to be like, oh, okay. Right. <laughs> no True. one's going to take it seriously. True. James was surprised to see Alice in the clearing. She was the one victim who escaped James. Alice smelled delicious, and James regretted not being able to get a taste of her. According to James, Alice smelled better than Bella. James took another step towards Bella, and he was only inches away from her, and he took a lock of her hair and smelled it, and then his fingers, like, touched Bella's throat. Kind of sensual, no? And, yeah. Yeah, the only person that touches her like that is Edward. Mm -hmm. Yeah. 
Oh, mm-hmm. He reached up to stroke her cheek, and Bella wanted to run, but she was just frozen in place. Do you think he, like, rubs his nose along her chin? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what was that thing they do with it? Was it? Yeah, the chin, yeah. yeah and and the eyelids. Eyelids, <laughs> He takes a big whiff of her. I actually kind of wish that he did this in the movie. It would have been so creepy and really on, like, the on character for the movie, James. Yeah. If he was, like, nuzzling into her, and yeah. she's just like... Oh, that would have been so good. I just feel like this is so... I mean, I watch fantasy and, like, shit like this a lot, so I feel like it's just so cliche, but that's just because I watch this stuff on the daily. Like, one of my favorite shows was Supernatural, and this was, like, every episode of Supernatural. (laughs) (laughs) Where, like, the villain has, like, a montage and, like, explains their whole plan. Or Mm -hmm. even, like, fucking Scooby-Doo. Like... (laughs) I would have gotten away with it, too. It wasn't for you meddling... Collins. Yeah. Um Emmett's uh Scooby. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he is. And then James says no dot dot dot. I don't understand. I have no idea what the fuck he's trying to get at with this. Like what is he talking about? What is he he's just confused she's not running? Or I have no idea what he was like saying. Confused what he doesn't understand. The the question mark question mark confused that was me being confused. I know <laughs> uh, that was actually uh, line thirty six on page. Yeah, he he like takes the lock of her hair and he smells her. And then he's like, I don't want. And, un- and he's like, like, No, I don't understand. I mean, um, there's there's it's like no, and then it's some words. And yeah, then. he says. He not- says. Uh, and she did smell so delicious. I still regret that I never got a taste. Dot, dot, dot. She smelled even better than you. Sorry, I don't mean to be offensive. You have a very nice smell, floral somehow. And then he does the touching. Mm-hmm. And he goes, no, I don't understand. I think he doesn't understand how her smell is floral. Okay. Uh, I kind of, I, I don't know. I was also kind of thinking maybe he doesn't understand how Edward can be near ha- her. Has like let it go for so long. And, like, why he wants to, like, keep her around as a pet. Like, I just don't understand the understand. Or understand the obsession. The, yeah. Yeah. Or the, like, linkage. Yeah. Maybe. hmm I read like, it like he the- couldn't understand. Because he goes floral somehow, dot, dot, dot. And then he's, like, touching her and smelling her. And he goes, no, I don't get it. <laughs> yeah. But yours kind of makes more sense. Yeah. I mean, mm-hmm. it's a very. It's weird. Vague. It was just Situation thrown there. in there, and I was like, I'm not really sure what he's trying to say. That is confusing. You're right. But then James says how they should just get on with it so that he can call Bella, or he can call Bella's friends and give them his message. And Bella could sense that pain was coming in James's eyes. There would be no quick end that Bella was hoping for, which I can't she imagine. Should she should have known that, but I also can't imagine being in that situation where it's like, I'm literally about to die, and it's not, it's going to be painful. <laughs> like, yeah. Uh, Bella's knees began to shake, and James began to circle Bella, and he dropped down and began smiling, and I can just see how fucking creepy that is. Bella tried to run. Panic took over, and she bolted for the emergency door, and I think it's kind of funny in the book. It's like, Stephanie tries to justify it by saying there's panic, because Bella knows she's not going to be able to outrun this guy. She's just like, I was just panicked, and I ran. Which is fair. I just thought it was kind of funny that she, like, Stephanie felt the need to justify it. Yeah. She's like, I understand that she can't outrun the vampire. Yeah. (laughs) James was in front of her in a flash, and a crushing blow struck her chest, and Bella flew backwards and heard a crunch as her head bashed into the mirror. 
and the mirror shattered, and Bella was too stunned to feel the pain. James started walking towards Bella again, and James was rambling about how this place would be dramatic for his little film. Bella began crawling towards the other door, so I guess there's like two two doors on yeah, she's side. like let me try the bathroom escape again and yeah. just this other door yeah it d- yeah i ran for the first door and that didn't work so let me try to run for the second door <laughs> but this time crawl because i'm like half incapacitated at this point james was over her at once and his foot stepped down hard on her leg and her leg snapped Ugh. and that just makes my body just like Ugh. anyway uh bella yeah. screamed in agony and james was standing over her smiling and he says, quote, would you like to think your, rethink your last request? Wouldn't you rather have Edward try to find me? And Bella started to scream no, but Bella then felt something smash into her face, throwing her back into the broken mirror. And then Bella felt a sharp rip across her scalp and warm wetness began to spread through her hair. I don't know why that like feels the worst I know. to me. It's just when yeah. I read this stuff, it literally makes my like neck feel weird i don't know how to explain Something about it. like your scalp ripping just like does not yeah. sit well with for me, me it's like broken bones that like skeep me out when i like see it on tv or like read it I yeah normally i don't like that either but the scalp is getting me right now yeah but the smell of blood twisted her stomach and i was like still oh, yeah. awake but can't handle prick of her own blood and body class i forgot about that yeah i actually <laughs> forgot about that too but i think maybe she's just in so much like panic I, I, and fear i'm sure and whatever, there's like, like a not... ton of adrenaline right now so i'm sure yeah. it's obviously a little different but clearly she's not good with blood so and if she's pouring out blood from her head right now how i don't know she never seemed to have any problem when she got a paper cut and then when she was thrown into the vases <laughs> and her arm was bleeding out yeah she wasn't like oh my god my blood i'm gonna faint she was like fuck jasper just tried to kill me and now everybody hates me yeah yeah and she's just like sitting there and carlisle's like sewing up her arm like taking a glass yeah, with a fine. bloody yeah gauze there before he sets it on fire mm. yeah it doesn't add up nope james eyes burned with uncontrollable need this gave bella hope uh and i was like at first i was like why the fuck does this give you hope but then she was then it kind of was like oh it had to be quick now so her hope of dying quickly might now happen because she starts bleeding and james can't control himself around Mm -hmm. blood so bella kind of thinks like there's no way james could draw this out much further but bella's eyes began to close uh bella heard a low growl as the hunter slowly approached her and bella raised her hands instinctively to protect herself but she drifted away Dot, dot, dot. Is she dead? Is she passed out? Yeah, she's about to die. Is she turning into a vampy? Bleeding out. Guess we'll find out. Dying. All right, well, I'm dying to find out, and I'm sure you guys are dying to find out, and I know that everybody listening to this is dying to find out if Bella's dead or not. So (laughs) come back next week and find out. Mm -hmm. She wanted dead or alive. Bon Jovi might know the answer to that. Okay. Both? In the movies, and I could be totally wrong about this, doesn't he, like, bite her to turn her, and then they have to, like, suck out the vampire he poison? Starts, no, he starts feeding on her. That's what happens? Okay. Yeah. I, is the that blood gonna frenzy. happen? Probably. Okay. I was just, I was like, I feel like I remember that happening in the movies. Mm-hmm. 
All right. Bye. See you later. Hopefully I won't have to multitask next time. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, we'll see. Okay, bye. Bye. Bella. Where the hell have you been, Loka? Oh my god. I like that everybody's response. Was all gynecologists? Yeah. Oh my god, that was amazing. It was amazing. Have you ever seen the video of the girl where she like sucks in helium and then she burps? And her burp is like... It's like super loud. It's like... And I think that's stupid. Clumsiness is stupid. Grow up. Yeah. Put one foot in front of the other. Yeah. Grow up. If you're clumsy, just grow up. Okay. (laughs) So James is average looking. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Now that just reminded me of of that. But anyway. Uh, James James also eats his own poop. (laughs) James is eating the poop of the people he hunts. So thank you. So nobody could follow his trail. (laughs)